You've seen her fly. Now watch her move to a brand new network. The CW has a new hero when Supergirl lands October 10th. It's the season two premiere of the show critics call Pure Blissful Fun. This season, the Man of Steel will finally be revealed. Supergirl's Melissa Benoist teams up with Tyler Hoechlin, the newest Superman in the DC Universe. It's a superhuman family reunion when these Kryptonian cousins join forces in the fight for justice. And if you're wondering if the next president will be a woman, we have your answer. Because Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman, guest stars as Supergirl's commander-in-chief. Even though Supergirl has her hands full fighting evil full-time, Kara Danvers is facing changes as challenges of her own. She knows what it takes to be a hero, but Kara is trying to figure out how to fit in with the human race while taking on a new job, new friends, and a new love who's out of this world. An evil corporate empire will rise that bears the name of an age-old nemesis, Luther. Supergirl and Superman come face-to-face with Lex Luthor's next of kin, Lillian and Lena, and as you might expect, the Luther family shares a passion for power that can only be satisfied by a different kind of green, kryptonite. Supergirl, all new episodes every Monday, now only on The CW. You're watching Meet the Movie Press coming up. We're going to be talking about Fantastic Beasts expanding from three to five films. Michelle Williams as Janis Joplin and Bad Dads. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, morning Simon. It's good to be back. Wood. I I missed you last week. How was the wedding? Like I your wedding, you're not too. married. Uh, you was... are still available. Let's just say that. Yes, I was at a, I was at a wedding last weekend in Palm Springs. Nice. Uh, it was super hot, but I had a great time. Anyways, I'm Jeff Snyder, senior film reporter for Mashable. I'm Simon Thompson. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I should have had something better prepared than that. Uh, you can find me on social media at Showbiz Simon on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash this is Simon Thompson. Oh my God, and I'm at the Insider all over the place. Anyways, gang, big show. Big show. A lot big, of big show. Big movies. Lots to discuss. All the movies at once. My, my, my boss, Josh Dickey, held down the fort last week, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm told. He did well. Yeah. He did very well. My, gra- my grandmother watched the show. She still tunes in, even though I'm not. On it, can can you imagine? How, how, what does she think? She's a, she's a big fan. She loves okay, you, Simon. Good. She really? loves you. She, yeah, she'd oh. like to adopt you. Probably because of my um, physique. <laughs> it's the accent. That's <laughs> what I you. think it is. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's dive right in. Okay. Do you want to talk about the new releases this week first of all, or should we talk about news? We'll save the re- the reviews okay. stuff for the end. Cool. Let's dive right in on Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, big day yesterday. J- J.K. Rowling. They had like a big event for press. I don't even know if I was invited they, or if I just glazed they over. They had it. one in L.A. They had one in London, and then where where they had talent and little Q and As, and then they had various other ones around the world where people could via satellite watch the Q and As and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, a special some Fantastic Beasts and... event, and J.K. Rowling said she's got enough material. Yeah, to take this from a trilogy. To a quintilogy. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word. Of five films. Yeah. Five. Not four, but five. It's five. A, it's just like Avatar, uh, except not. Um, so, Eddie Ray, I think, you know, I don't know if it'll be like Fantastic Beasts one and two, mm. or if there's going to have different kind of titles, but I, I think it's safe to call this the Newt Scamander series. Yes. Uh, I think Eddie Redmayne is probably going to be in all five films, unless they kill him off at some point. But I don't see that happening. No. Um, is this is this too much of a good thing? Yeah, 
Um, I think it is, um, but it's worked for Harry Potter before. You know, if anything, it actually improved and brought in new people who fans of the franchise who's never read the books. They like the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, someone exactly asked that in the chat room first off today was like, "Are we having too much of these things?" And I think yes, we are. My concern also is for, and we saw this with Daniel Radcliffe. You have someone in a massive franchise now. Eddie's slightly different because he's got some very strong films behind him already. Yeah, exactly. But you do see people when they get attached to these. And we've seen it with things like Bond, etc., as well. Where you do five or six of these films, or whatever, or how many there are, or eight, depending on the franchise, and they split the films in two, etc., etc. And all of a sudden, you're known as that guy, and doing anything aside from that is actually quite difficult. You get pigeonholed very quickly. Now, which is great, because you are guaranteed an income for, yeah, in, you know, in perpetuity for, uh, you know, for all these roles. But I think fans and moviegoers, I think to give them five films that are different movies, but fundamentally the same thing, it would just be nice to keep it tight, keep it as three movies, and then do something different. But I guess guess we we don't pay the bills. We don't really know, you know, if it's worthy of a five-film franchise until we see the first film. I'm curious why this announcement couldn't have waited until after that, until maybe after a huge opening weekend. Um, I'll tell you why. (laughs) Why? I think it's because Star Wars was doing a big thing yesterday, final trailer. Oh, so so you and think one of on Facebook? Tr- you might have seen my status. to steal its thunder. Yeah, I think it's kind of like okay. Well, because if you look at it, I don't it know. Is of, there even ste- can you can you steal Star Wars thunder? I don't think you can. But if you're going to do it, you've just got to go. I'm actually quite amazed that Disney didn't come back yesterday and go Marvel Universe 27 extension. Right. And it's like, what the fuck is that? Uh, cockroach man. Uh, dude with dude with a stick. Uh, man, man with a face. Man, man. Man, man. Uh, man, man, man. That's the trilogy. Yeah, and it's just, I'm just quite surprised. I, I, I put this on Facebook yesterday. It was almost like you could imagine the Disney press offices and the Warner Brothers press offices. So Star Wars are like, yeah, we, we're going we're gonna to put out a trailer on Thursday. Oh, great. Okay, Warner Brothers are like, what the fuck? They're putting a trailer out. Hang on. Well, right, let's do a Harry Potter global thing. Okay, ooh, Harry Potter doing a global thing. Okay, let's make a big thing. We're going to announce more movies! Announce more movies! Okay, fine. And it's just kind of like, are they trying... Did they do it deliberately on the same day? I don't know that the marketing departments call each other up and be like, hey, no, do you no, have no, something not, big planned? No, I'm not saying they call each other up, but I'm like, they, they found out what each other was going to do, and it's like, well, let's try and usurp, let's do this, let's put something else out. It just seems deliberate as a marketing act, rather than, like you say, saying, okay, after the first film, we're going to announce that there's going to be, be marketing films. publicity. I don't even know who does what in these departments, but... um. I'm not a Harry Potter guy. I don't even know if I'm going to see Fantastic Beasts. Josh told me yesterday I have to. He said he doesn't. He doesn't want um, you know like a Harry Potter Mm. fan reviewing it. He just wants someone a normal film person, um, which I guess I am. Uh, So I guess I'm going to have to potentially review this movie. Not not really being very familiar with the Harry Potter films. I I saw the last one. That's it. I enjoy the Harry Potter movies. I've never read the books. Um, I enjoy going to the theme parks and doing the rides. If like if you were an editor, like would you rather have a critic who is well versed in all no. the source material, or just someone who just approaches it as a movie and whether it works as a movie? I I I would go with someone who just wants to approach it as a movie because mm-hmm. I think when you go, and this is the same for any franchise, when you have somebody going to see these things, and you know their view is probably going to be skewed, 
Um, you need someone who's going in right. there that is as neutral Every- as possible because otherwise someone's gonna, they're either going to go in and go, oh my God, this is the best thing ever or, oh my God, this is terrible. You didn't do this in the book and then this is and then he wears a different color shirt and then you change that and then you had the right. and then he looks like and it's like, okay, calm the fuck down. I, I had to like murder three coworkers yesterday just to be able to write the Fantastic Beasts announcement. Everybody wanted to take that news. Everybody and like, does. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Don't be dicks for clicks. Don't just do it. Because <laughs> well, you know you're going to get no, Someone traffic. actually wrote a really nice piece on Mashable about, um, you know, whether too much, almost like Peter Jackson and, and uh, mm. you know, it, it, can you milk it for too long? That kind of a thing. Um, from a fan's perspective, which mm. I obviously can't address. Anyways... Yada, yada, yada. Harry Potter makes a lot of money. More Fantastic Beasts, more Newt Scamander. I'm sure we'll see Daniel Radcliffe back at some point. Yeah, I mean, you've got... I mean, the, the films are going to make money. You know they're going to make money. I think probably it'll be quite an easy billion, or the best part of a billion, for Fantastic Beasts. Right. Um, you know, you've got the theme parks, you've got the merchandise, yeah, like you've got the spin-offs. You got, yeah, you, you know, this is this is a cash just, cow for I'm Warner just Brothers. I'm not excited for you, and I don't see the magic that at least I could recognize in, in something like Harry Potter But you know what, the people, the, the people that are excited about it are the really diehard fans the who muggles. are going to go, they're going to go and see it again and again and again and again. They're going right. to go first night, they're going to go first weekend, right. they're going to go the month, they're going to see, 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 see it with mom, I'm going to see it with dad, I'm going to see it with They're going to buy the Blu-ray, they're going to buy the Blu-ray with the extras, they're going to buy the Blu-ray box set, they're going to buy the box set. The box we, we get. <laughs> you know, those are the guys that this is aimed at. Um, so okay, and and meanwhile, yesterday Star- also the last last Rogue One trailer, right? Yeah. Which that's I, what you wanted to. T- uh, that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah, which I managed to avoid until I had to do something on it for Reuters yesterday, and it involved you watching the trailer because I, you know, I've said this before, I. I never watch the final trailers. I try to not watch all the trailers for any movie because we get so yeah. much info in these trailers these days. And I just feel, again, I would have liked to have known going into Rogue One that we don't see Darth Vader. I would have liked that, fuck me, it's Darth Vader thing when I go and see the screening. I would have liked that. But the film looks awesome. It did very well. It went massive on social media yesterday. And the response was generally really good. I think this movie looks looks really good. To me, this is a movie for people like me. Mm. Who maybe aren't as invested in the main episode storyline. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Like, seven was okay. Got me, the end got me excited for eight. Yeah. But, um, but Rogue One is the thing I'm really pumped for. Well, so I think it's in a good it, way. It succeeded. I, and I think it's going to succeed in a way where, obviously, where it's set in the Star Wars universe, where the prequels perhaps were, you know, were lackluster, it will improve that end. Sure, and, and it has to. It's setting the the tone for these other spinoffs. Yes, yeah. um, that is sort of what hangs in the. I mean, everyone's excited for Han Solo because that's sort of a has. Yeah, you know, there's a built-in mythology there or whatever. But um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to Rogue One. I think that the trailer looked really cool. I love the music. I don't care how many people directed it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. I mean, Disney are being very cautious. We touched on this a couple of weeks ago. They're being very cautious about what they think the take is going to be for that movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably going to be... It's going to be strong box office for Disney. I think it'll have a very strong opening, perhaps not Force Awakens level, but it's still going to be very strong. But I think it's going to, to be a long burn. I think a lot of oh, people... Oh, it's going to play yeah, into, it's gonna it's play gonna into play, February. Yeah, very easily. And I think it's going to do season. consistent, strong business. And if this movie is good, I do still think it has an outside shot an outside shot at Oscars. I don't see why not. Certainly in the technical departments. I think that well, would be... Yeah, that's a given. But, yeah. like, I mean, Hollywood is waiting for to nominate a gigantic blockbuster. It just yeah. has to be worthy. Oh. The way The Dark Knight was, maybe this is the one? 
is the academy, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but mm-hmm. too snobby? We'll see. I mean, to do I, that because it's a what's it's interesting a film is that Passengers thing. comes in the following week, and Passengers could give it a lot of yeah, you know, competition in terms of like a prestige sci-fi movie. Yeah, if they're looking to nominate one of those. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of of Star Wars yeah. and and that universe, last week I was out, but there was a, an update in the world of Han Solo. There was. Uh, the female lead, it was Tessa Thompson, Zoe Kravitz, and Naomi Scott were the mm-hmm. names that slipped out. There may have been more names. Um, seems like an easy decision there. Yeah. I mean, there's one person who's done hardly anything. Yeah, but no, that's fine. I'm fine with that, actually. Uh, and Naomi Scott, I think, is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Um, I didn't see... I think she was in Lemonade Mouth, because like, she's an actress who's been on my radar for a while. Right. I think she was in Lemonade Mouth, which got her Power Rangers. Okay. Um, there may have been something else in between there. That was the Disney thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Lemonade yeah. Mouth, yeah. Um, Not Gus Van so, Sant's Lemonade but, Mouth. But yeah, like, it seems like a big leap for her. Like mm. She may need like a little sort of stepping stone blockbuster before yeah. you get to that level. So, you know, I think it's between Tessa and Zoe... Um, and I, and I just have to give it a test of time. But, but all three that's of them... Who I, that's who you were thinking of, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I discussed this briefly with, with uh, Josh last week. Mm-hmm. It's all three of them physically, if you line them up as co-stars, mm-hmm. they all look like a good physical match. So I think any of them visually mm-hmm. will work. I think it'll come down to availability, price, and obviously ability. That's I, obviously I, I, don't, I, I don't think it will come down to price because I think that there's one price and you take it or you leave it. I don't think that there's negotiating. That's true. On on, on a position like this. In, no, that's in fair. Yeah, I, maybe. Think it, I think it's a take it or leave it offer. Yeah. Um, and if you would get off of it, you take and, it. And I'm sure Kiersey Clemens would probably be in this mix if she wasn't already committed to do The Flash. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's between Tessa and Zoe. I'd be very surprised if Naomi Scott got it, although, again, she's, a, you know, they they like their newcomers. Yep. Uh, and she is a relatively unrecognizable face compared to Tessa and Zoe, so you never know which way they could go, but I think this is probably heading towards Tessa. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's which fair assumption. would be cool. If we proved wrong, we proved wrong, but I think that's fair. So, uh, yeah, okay. Um, elsewhere at Disney... Yeah. News that Guy Ritchie is going to direct the Aladdin movie, a live-action Aladdin movie. What the hell? I thought this, when I saw this originally, I thought it was something from maybe The Onion. This is a bizarre, bizarre If you'd have asked me to draw up a list of 25 directors to direct Aladdin. He wouldn't even be close to it. He wouldn't, no. No, I'm amazed. I mean, I think this is a really interesting opportunity to hire... You know, a, a diverse filmmaker. I think mm. that would have been interesting. Um, Guy Ritchie, does he even have... There are many franchises I could a musical see. Or, like, I heard that, they, you know, I think Justin I tweeted that know. they were looking for at John Carney, the Sing Street director, and once. Yeah. That would, be, would have been super interesting. I just, there's nothing... I mean, maybe this is why Guy Ritchie's done it, you know. Um, there's nothing in his oeuvre to me that would point towards doing Aladdin. Um, it's a weird. Uh, it's one. a very odd choice. I mean, I I really like Man from Uncle when that came out. So it did really I. didn't do very well, and I was just like, shit. Give him Bond. Give him something like Bond, or give him right. Bond itself. That I could see him really doing well. And even the the film he's got, King Arthur, coming out next he year. Just, 
I'm really liking the look of that the more I see about that. And I saw some stuff at Comic-Con as well and, and interviewed Charlie Hunnam for that. That I'm excited right. about. Con- concept- I would not have said you're going from King Arthur to Aladdin. Unless they <laughs> want to take it down the action swords and kind of scrapping yeah. I mean, it, se- it seems like that that is the idea. It must be. Because why else would you hire him? Um, but it's it's a head scratcher to be sure. But also, he just isn't he doing me as a Disney director because he no. Like, are they going to let him really put his stamp on things? He makes such a specific type of movie. I wonder if that's in keeping with the studio's vision. It must be. Yeah, they don't really make a lot of mistakes over there. Um, who are they going to have as the genie? Josh Gad, <laughs> or British actor Danny Dyer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you slags. Um, all right. I, don't, I just... That, oh, there's, that there's me. more. There's there's so much more. Disney is keeping well, us busy Ang, this week. Ang Lee. Ang Lee passed on Mulan. Mulan... Yeah. I, I mean, that that's the right choice. Like, it's... Just because you're Did an they, Asian filmmaker doesn't mean you have to direct Asian... I didn't want to say that because I thought it might come out a little bit racist. But is it like, here's an Asian film, let's get the Asian that, Yes, I think that that is exactly what the thinking probably was. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure Disney would love to be in business with Ang Lee too, because yeah. he's a brilliant, amazing filmmaker. Yeah, he is one of the best. And I, uh, Billy Lynn screens tonight. Oh, cool! At the New York Film Festival. Does not for me. They're no, screening in LA. In like I wasn't two weeks. one in LA, but yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't blame Ang Lee for for passing on this. But also, I was reading a thing on Slash Film that there are a number of sort of rival projects. They're obviously not also Mulan movies, but they're of a, of a similar oeuvre. Um, and they're going for, let's try and get Asian directors to direct that. And I'm like... Which, like what, Pocahontas? What? Uh, I, don't, I didn't look at the full article, but it was the headline. And I'm like, don't, don't just... Now, I'm all for diversity, but don't just give films to people because of their ethnicity, because of the subject matter. Right, I see. To me, that's kind of like you can only... It's like when people go and interview a film that's predominantly about sort of black lifestyles or a black story, and then you get a white guy, and it's like, well, wouldn't this have been better if you had a black guy to direct it? Well, there there are cases where, like, you know, like Marvel wanted an African-American director. Yeah. uh, For for Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, They they wanted a female director for Captain Marvel. Yeah. And they're going to get one. They still don't have one, do they? No, it hasn't been decided yet. Um, Yeah. but they're going to get a female director, and I think that those are the right calls in both instances. Yes, but not not always. So I, I get the case. why. Di- sure, I get why Disney's looking for an Asian filmmaker. I think that's a good thing. Um, but again, I just—it's not really on their side. It's more Ang Lee's side. Where like mm. I cannot blame him. No, absolutely not. Away. I think he would have done an awesome job, and I would have loved to have seen that film. But I don't. I don't blame him, like you say, for for passing on that. Um, Disney also making a Don Quixote movie. Yes, Don Quixote. Well, I mean, Terry Gilliam's been trying to make that for years, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's it. Just hasn't so, happened. So that slash film headline. No, whereas like Disney like makes deal with God to like continue <laughs> screwing Terry Gilliam. <laughs> it's just I kind of feel sorry for him because it has been a passion project of his for a long, long time, and the documentary. Which was made about his right, trying to make that who, movie. Is that the man who killed that? Yeah. yeah. Great. Really great and interesting documentary. Um, I probably enjoy that more than I enjoyed most of Terry Gilliam's movie, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just... I'd just like to see some major studios putting out some... Putting the time and attention into some more 
original and creative stuff rather than so many of these stories they're retelling. Well, there's, there's a lot I of mean, them out there right now. I'm just wondering if we're going to burn on those really quickly. Disney in particular, and, and you know, Josh hinted that I was working on an article, and, and uh, you should hopefully see that article next week. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just about Disney and sort of are they burning through IP real, you know, too quickly, mm. that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I know that they can create IP like Frozen. Yeah. And now they can do anything with Frozen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like Aladdin, Pocahontas, they're doing Peter Pan, Dumbo. Uh, it's the Little Mermaid. It's endless. It really is endless. Um, and I don't know what they do like 10 years from now, which stories do they, you know, go back and, re- and remake essentially if they're doing everything now talking of the properties and going back to aladdin very briefly mm-hmm. um when i was asking about who's going to play the genie a couple of uh, suggestions lynn manuel miranda for the genie okay dwayne johnson obviously oh, he'd um be yeah uh yeah people saying miranda was the genie kevin hart lynn manuel could be Aladdin. yeah yeah would be brilliant um vinnie jones as the genie <laughs> i think he's probably got space in his schedule I, Can you I was, imagine that? I was going to actually. I was, was going to joke on Twitter that that it would be Statham because uh, since he's the actor, oh. I really connect most with Guy Ritchie. Can it? And can I? Can he enlist me to write all his puns for him? Because he loved yeah. my wank as a wank. I know one. he loved that. We're buddies now. Um, by the way, uh, also at Disney, there was a cool piece of casting that dropped. I think it was maybe last Friday. Mm. I'm not sure. Uh, but Forrest Whitaker joining Black Panther. Yeah, makes a ton of sense. He produced Fruitvale. Mm-hmm. Disney already loves him. He's in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. He's a guy a that kind addition. of disappeared kind of off the mainstream radar for a couple of years. And I'm really... Now I'm, he's in everything. Now he's in everything. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, he's Because awesome. I love watching him. He's so interesting. He is. He's a, he's just brilliant to watch. Yeah, I love Forrest Whitaker. Um, so uh, that pleases me greatly. You cannot get enough. He's a lovely guy. Have you ever interviewed him? Uh, I did many, I many know. years ago. He's such a I had dinner with him, guy. actually. The rap had a dinner. Uh, oh, at cool. Sundance, and yeah, I got to meet him. I had actually, I was watching The Shield at the time. Okay. I was going through The Shield, um, and I told him, you know, that I was just blown away mm-hmm. by his work in that series. There's more Disney news. We're not even done. What the have first they done half now? hour of the show has been all Disney. Uh, Jeff Nathanson got hired to write The Lion King. Okay. Catch me if you can, guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so, I'm just yeah, so good, disappointed good choice. that movie's getting made. Yeah. It's like... But it's happening. There's nothing we can do to stop nothing. that. Nothing. You can't um, stop One more Disney thing. Um, the Doctor... Oh St- no, no. Come All right, on. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Holy crap. Um, the, the funny uncle of Disney properties right now. It, they're, they're excited about the it. They're putting... Uncle. They're, they're putting the tracking at the moment of sort of 50 to 70 million as a debut in North America. It's right in line with Ant-Man. It's a, it's a little Ant-Man bit higher than Ant-Man. Seven. Yeah, yeah. So they're Ant-Man. looking at really ideally the low But it's that 60s. same ballpark. It is. Um, I think that might be doable. I don't know if there's the... I'm interested in the tracking, but I don't know if there's the general buzz. Everybody I talk to and I ask about films they're excited about coming up, Doctor Strange doesn't come up. It says men, women, sort of younger, older. I'm I'm very intrigued by where this tracking has come from. But it started, the ball started rolling in Asia this week. They did a big event, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was uh, Wednesday, with uh, Benedict and uh, Tilda and, and a few other people. Um, and it rolls into L.A. I think the premiere is next Thursday in L.A. Mm-hmm. So this is hotting up and we're only a couple of weeks away. Just after the election, Doctor Strange comes out. Um, so expect lots of uh, Donald Trump 
Benedict Cumberbatch memes and stuff for that. I, I'm I'm really intrigued to see the film, but I'm just not feeling the love from the audience right now. I think it's getting lost in all this Fantastic Beasts and Star Wars and other stuff right now. Is it just me? I think it's still three weeks out. I think that there's a lot of time. Uh, I don't think that the, the volume has peaked yet, mm. so to speak. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it outperformed that, those tracking numbers. Well, or at pe- least performed on the high end. Um, there, there have been, I think Box Office Mojo was saying this week that they, you know, when someone said this in the chat room, Media Shock has said that Doctor Strange is looking at 70 plus. I think that's a little bit ambitious. I'm more than happy to be proved wrong. Um, but I'm just, I, I know it's three weeks out, but I mean, look at Rogue One, look at Fantastic Beasts. They're more than that out. And there's right, and way the, and- more buzz. That's overshadowing the films that are coming. I'm getting uh, Pete's Dragon levels of buzz from people. Interesting. As in, like, guess, oh, there's a no, Pete's that's, Dragon that's movie totally, coming that's out. That's totally valid. Um, yeah. I think it'll do uh, well, and I really want to see it. And I'm, I'm very keen to see what they've done with it, because it's not a character that I'm particularly I, excited about. I don't, I don't think that they should be worried. I think that those are pretty good numbers. Yeah. Three weeks out. Um, all right. So, where do we want to go from here? Uh, well, we've mentioned Kevin Hart already, um, and we'll get to his film coming out this week. Uh, but this was something that you and I both, it, it was news that came out the other day, but we both thought we'd heard this already, Ride Along 3. Um, the Ride Along series has been very good for him. Kevin's had a number of good movies. Someone in the chat mentions um, uh, Central Intelligence this week. They said it was the, the funniest film they've seen this year. Personally, it was not on my funniest film list. I thought it was okay. I thought it was quite lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is reuniting for a third movie with Ice Cube, Ride Along 3. Um, I'm, a, I'm kind of okay with that, but I think stop at three. <laughs> I don't think we need... We don't need a five film ride along. Yeah, we we don't need yeah funny fast and furious. I liked. I I didn't really like either of these movies. No, they're like they're they're watchable. Yeah, you can get through them. Yeah, but they they are gone. Two days later, you have no idea. You don't remember a goddamn thing. It's great to watch on a plane or after you know. Central Intelligence to me was definitely better than both ride along movies. I watched it again on the plane home uh, back here, and. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm. Kevin Hart, I particularly enjoy Kevin Hart even more than Dwayne in the film. I think Kevin Hart is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and he has, a, you know, so he has a big uh, concert film coming out this week. It's called, he does. What was it? What, what now? now? What now? What now? And it's not just a uh, concert film. There's also like pre-taped segment. Or, yeah. Well, it's all pre-taped. It's a movie. <laughs> but like sketches, it there's, there's like a loose plot when concerning him as like a badass spy What happens spy on, on the way know. to the theater. Right. Basically. Which is a, a clever uh, framing device, I think. Yeah. It's it's and better it's, than some concert movies have done. It's supposed to do pretty well this weekend. I mean, it's going to crack double digits. <laughs> they look, yeah, how, many, at, how many com- comedians could do that? Well, they're looking at eighteen million. Um, eighteen million for the weekend. Really? Yeah, is that the, like the, this morning's number? Saying yeah, eighteen seemed really high. It wow, does seem I, really high, especially as Thursday only pulled in seven hundred thirty-nine thousand. Just, uh, <laughs> I think this. I think you know. I think it could have a, a big surge. It's tracking at about half of the accountant at the moment. They're looking at thirty-seven. What? Uh, thirty-seven point five for the accountant. Are apparently. you shitting me right now? No. These what? are numbers that the, are not just what, numbers. What numbers are you looking at? These are incorrect numbers. They're the ones from people on the internet. People. I'm looking at, Variety. I'm looking at deadline at right now. Projections have the account between 15 and 20 million. Let me find the article. 37 million. Let me have a look at the article. That's not happening. Okay, let me have a look. You Is that... Oh, you're talking about Gone Girl? Gone Girl had 37 oh, million? Oh, was that? Oh, right, okay. Then 
I am incorrect. I, just, I saw a 37, so I'm assuming that's probably the one that you're uh, Okay, to. fine. Yeah, accountant is definitely not getting fine. 37 million this weekend. Sorry, Ben. Um, whatever. Cool. Okay, well, my figures are wrong. So uh, No worries. That's right. Um, uh, I, yeah, I think so Kevin Hart's movie will debut to closer to 13 million. Okay. Cool. Take it to the bank. No, no, I think, but no, as you say, for, for, a, for a concert movie, that's pretty strong. I mean, he's kind Very of, strong. Yeah. Anything cracking double digits is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't yeah. think any no, other good, comedian good could, could think, command but, that kind of but thing. I think he's not just... Someone just called him as, as a mogul. He's not just a mogul. He's actually a very funny comedian. Um, and I like him as, as a talent because he appears to have stayed very normal throughout all this massive success. <laughs> just um, a normal guy, Kevin yeah. Hart. <laughs> yeah. Multi-millionaire. With cameras falling around his every move. Yeah, but you know, you, you can kind of disappear up your ass a little bit when you get treated like that. But I think he's actually a guy who's kind of kept... His feet in very expensive That's shoes on the multi-million dollar mansion ground. I heard, I heard he wasn't having it at the, the Jumanji press junket that they had in Hawaii. Recently. Really? Well, I mean, you know, it's a long day of shooting. And then they ask these guys to do press after like a 12-hour shooting day. Because yeah. they, they have to make the most of the sunlight. Um, yeah, I heard, I heard the junket interviews did not go that well. But I can kind of understand that in that situation. It's not like you're sitting in a hotel room where you're getting people bring you water, you can go for a pee break and stuff like that. If you have been, if you have had a full day shooting. Yeah, no, I don't blame these guys. You know. um, my, certainly my interactions with Kevin Hart have never been anything but positive and nice. I love Kevin Hart. We all love Kevin yeah. Hart. I hope his movie does great this weekend. But not as good as The Accountant, because that's what I have in Fantasy Movie League. Do you play Fantasy Movie I League? I don't. You way? asked me this before. I do need to do it. I just, just haven't try it had out. time. I'll do it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the hang of it. No, I'm not. I'm doing terrible in the, in the, <laughs> in the Magical What did League. you do? Did you put all your money on Nine Lives, the Kevin Spacey yes. cat movie of the year? There was some big casting news this Gotta week. Gotta go big on Nine Lives. All eight screens. Uh, Boyd Holbrook from Narcos. Yes. Who I have a great personal story about that I'll tell you off air. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> he is replacing Benicio Del Toro in yeah. Predator. Benicio Del Toro, the ultimate tease in Hollywood. Him and Joaquin Phoenix, I yeah. feel like. Just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do your movie. And then like the week later, like, no, I'm good. I had my fingers crossed. <laughs> He drives a hard bargain, apparently, and uh, and he was not able to do Predator. Actually, I think it was more about scheduling, because he's going to do that Sicario sequel. Yeah. So I think, you know, his other projects kept pushing uh, and eventually, you know, conflicted with Predator, and mm. he's like, they have first position. So Boyd Holbrook, uh, a bit of an underwhelming replacement for someone like Benicio Del Toro. Underwhelming, but, but interesting. I think we've had over the last sort of eight, eight to ten years, we've had some really interesting casting in Hollywood where uh, it was certainly in... in Franchise universes, um, where you've gone like, really? That guy? I'm not so sure physically, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they've really pulled it out of the bag. So I am very surprised. I'm underwhelmed. But I've been wrong in the past. So I'm. it's interesting. I'm wondering what they've seen that you and I haven't seen. I Boyd actually Holbrook. have liked what I've seen from, from Boyd Holbrook. I believe he's in um, Run All Night. Ah, oh, the um, uh, Liam Neeson. Right, I, I, really, I think that was him, and I think I really liked him well, He was him in, in Gone Girl, and he was in Morgan quite recently. I made some notes earlier. Um, and he's in Logan yeah. Right, well. exactly. See, Fox, I think, sees something in yeah. him in that movie that yeah. would give, him the impression, give them the impression he's that he's a good-looking guy, so if they're going to look for someone who has visual appeal, yeah, for sure. he's a, you know, he'll have that. And he's great on... He's You know, I think he's really good on Narcos. I, I don't think, you know, there's maybe four or five actors mm. of Benicio Del Toro's stature in Hollywood, mm. who I think we would have been happy with 
in terms of like a replacement. Yeah. So it was always kind of a lose lose, but it's a big get for him, and I'm looking forward to this Predator. Um, well, even think... though I'm not the biggest Shane Black guy. You see, are I, you? Yeah, I I do like his stuff. I think he's had some misses. He's had more for more, for more hits, whether they were financially solid or not. You know, I, I do like what he tries to do. He tries to mm-hmm. mix things up a little bit. I'm just thinking about Boyd again, and, and you're saying about Fox and you know what what he's done previously. And I saw kind of link two things together. I, I saw the honest trailers thing about um, X Men Apocalypse this week, and they mm-hmm. made a, they made a funny comment about the fact that Deadpool is basically all they've got. I think Fox could be looking at someone who they can convert into their house action star. And if they can sell him in things like Logan, if they can sell him in things like Predator, they've got their own, effectively, a Channing Tatum-esque style actor that they can put into different action franchises and really start to sell in as an action star. Potentially. I don't think... I'm just wondering if that's the way they're seeing him and courting him in that kind of infra. It's more coincidence than they're they're looking at him as like an in-house action star. I don't think that studios want to be in that business anyways of just putting the same people in their movies anymore. Um, They just want to make the same movies over and over again. Right. As long as there's different people to (laughs) confuse people. Like, what? Didn't I just see this? (laughs) Where's Eddie Redmayne? Um, We got a ginger guy? Another bit of, you know, just questionable casting this week. Okay. Was Michelle Williams as Janice Joplin? I'm not sure I see this as someone who's been following Michelle Williams since her Dawson's Creek days. I thought she was miscast as Marilyn Monroe, even though she ended up being all right in that film. Can I be really honest with you? When I yeah. saw Michelle Williams, Janice Joplin, I went, "What the one from Destiny's Child?" And I was like, "I just oh, that is interesting." Don't know if I see this one. No, I'm. Mm-hmm. I think it could make an interesting film. But Sean Durkin's directing it, the guy who did Martha Marcy May Marlene. So yeah. that, that gives I me I did hope. not like that film. You really? I did not. I really wanted to like that film. And I loved I loved the idea. And I, it just didn't work for me. I, I, I think, was one of the I few. That is, I, I really like Martha Marcy and think it's Borderline's best movie. And I just saw Eyes of My Mother, which I loved. Oh, cool. Um, check that out when it hits VOD, because uh, it's a great October kind of movie. Um so I have I have faith in the borderline guys. They always do interesting work, even if it doesn't quite measure up. Mm-hmm. Um, Janis Joplin, though, I mean, name a Janis Joplin song. Can't. That's the thing. It's like I, I get that she was this cultural icon, but she was not someone whose music really still resonates with me today or most of my friends. And this is going to be like a super indie movie i think it is i think it's gonna be i think quite low budget i think it's gonna be quite low yield i think it's gonna be limited release but i think it will probably mm-hmm. be something that we'll get from film press and from music press you oh, know it's gonna a, get a lot of love but that doesn't just yeah. getting a lot of love and I'm just, i was just really looking forward to the amy adams it. version and i think john mark valley was going to direct that mm. that project sounded a little bit more interesting to me yeah. than a michelle williams version but you know prove me wrong mm. um she is a, a wonderful actress and, she and she's going to be oscar nominated this yeah. year for manchester by the sea um two other news bits that we had uh, john wick three you said is happening yeah i mean we know they're doing john wick two at the moment um and there, there was a apparently the interview that was done recently where um where the people involved in that was saying they're looking at doing a third movie now, I think, again, as I said with, with Ride Along 3 earlier, I would be very open to seeing that as a trilogy. 
Then stop it as a and trilogy, then, yeah, and, then, and then stop it as a trilogy. Don't go. Let's do John Wick four and does five. Does he have and a six. new dog in this? I don't know. I think he does. There was a photo that was on online this week uh, with him and a dog. He's now a dog. With a what about a John Wick Beethoven crossover? Mm-hmm. I love it. And then you can do another spin off with that with John Travolta doing the voice of the dog, a la Look Who's Talking early. 90s, late 80s movie. No, but let me tell you something about dogs. And Kevin Hart <laughs> doing the voice of a dog. Yeah. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer has been, uh, whole, he has been developing the script Apaches for a super long time. Okay. Written by, uh, based on a book written by Lorenzo Carcaterra, who did Sleepers. Mm-hmm. The De Niro, Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah brilliant movie. movie. Great movie. This is a great book. Uh, Bruckheimer has not been able to crack it. I mean, he had a deal with Disney. This is super hard R. The sequel to that book mm. is called Chasers. And Chasers features a new character who is a police dog. And, like, you know, every sixth chapter is from the point of view of this police dog. And it's fucking awesome. And maybe, you know, I just want John Wick to have a badass dog. That's all I want to see. Remember Turner and Hooch? Do I? Do I? I I want just a a hero dog. I had a bit of a, a, a phase of watching movies in the 80s and 90s, which were people with dogs. So there was that. There was canine. Yeah. Yeah, and there were quite a few other ones at the time. And I was just like, there's so many movies with dogs in them. Like, I wanted to see that movie Max last year, but I missed it. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do was, anything, was that, really, did it? Was that this year? Just that was bit, in June? No, that was last year. I can't even remember. I think, yeah, last um, year. And then the other piece of news, uh, we're going to move on from dogs. But John Wick 3, very excited. I'd, 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 but this, uh, talking on the John Wick 3, before we move on, <laughs> this is again harking back to the thing that I discussed, and you saw this film last night, Jack Reacher, um, Never Go Back. Yep. Uh, I saw it a few weeks ago. We can't talk about it. It's under embargo. Um, and also, we talked about The Equalizer recently. This level of movie where it's an uh. action movie on a certain budget, you kind of do two or three movies. You build these low... Low spend, high yield properties, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of like an eighties, nineties model. And I think there is. With so I'm all saying these Tur- it's things. like Turner and Hooch without yeah. the dog. I just want a dog added. <laughs> That's what Tom Hanks said. I bet Tom Hanks Can- on the set of Sully was like, "Hey, Clint, what about a Turner and Hooch but sequel?" D- Denzel Washington should have a dog in the Equalizer too. Yeah, a badass dog. What we should do is combine some of the Denzel Washington previous projects where he gets the heart of a dog put inside is, him. Is that movie teams up with Tom Hanks? Is Equalizer two really happening? Equalizer two. Well, yeah, because um, the director said he was going to do it, and Denzel's it on it. State. Yeah. Uh, another story was yeah. Bad Dads. Yes. STX announces a spinoff. STX a like sequel spinoff. I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bad Moms called Bad Dads. Well, haven't we seen? Bad dads in every comedy ever? Yes. Like, they're all bad dads. Yes, we have. But here's the reason. STX have put a number of films out this year. Bad Moms was by far it was their, their most successful. Right, it was a huge hit. So why not sequelize that movie? Maybe it's because it was, it was a too pro- the, the cost was too prohibitive, getting on the stars. I'll tell back. you why I, I think they haven't done it. I mean, it might might have been to do with stars and availability and stuff like that. But I think also th- the problem we've seen with, with movies like um, uh, The Hangover is if you try and do, which would fundamentally be the same movie, Mum's Behaving Badly, um, again, you have diminishing returns in comedy value, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and setup because you know they're going to be mums, they're going right. to be bad. You've got to try and outgross. And Bad Moms went... 
went hard on the gross outs. I thought I was really impressed with that. I did enjoy that. I, film. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I missed so, it this summer. Second one, Bad Dads. You can do all kinds of different sick shit, and that'll be a box office hit. And then what you do, you do bad moms and bad dads, parents. or bad kids, or bad grandparents, or something like that. And then you clock it off at three. It's all about the number three this week. Um, yeah, and you do that, and then you've got three it's movies, and that's fantastic. It's yeah. about the number three. <laughs> Gotta be three. Um, three. But yeah, you, you, you do that. And I think that's a way to have a, a successful franchise. Are, are they going to be the dads yourself? from Bad Moms? I don't know who even played the guys know, in Bad Moms. I don't know, but we're going to find out soon enough because it's it? coming out next summer. I was going to say, so it's out in like nine months. They're really... <laughs> that's how you make a baby. Um, but yeah, it's it's not... So I, I actually, when I did the junket for Bad Moms, I did suggest mm. maybe you should do, you know, Bad Dads. And it was like... But, fuck, has he seen the... Speaking of impossible... Speaking of impossible release dates, I'll tell you mm. right now, Barbie, it's scheduled for May. Yeah. <laughs> that's in seven or eight months. Yeah. That's not happening. So you can uh, count on Barbie moving back very soon. Um, yeah. No, but but with Bad Dads, I think, yeah, I, I think they saw this initially as a sequel. And um, obviously STX having a they, couple of movies that have considerably underperformed this year. They're like, let's, let's just. I, I totally get doing, some, doing something safe, but like, why not just do a sequel? It's that they got a ton of grief online. Like, did you not understand why Bad Moms worked? It was because mm. it was fresh and felt new or different, and this doesn't. But so, you can do you uh, can do the husbands of you know of the Bad Moms. You can have the Bad those Moms husbands? in it. You don't remember? No, no. I don't. Off because that would obviously matter. Um, but, uh, yeah, but you can have the ones that aren't particularly well known, and then put in some really well known as like neighbors and stuff like that. You can. I think there's a way to make it work that would be actually quite good. We'll but see. you are right on the we like bad moms. So I mean, let's have there's bad a reason. Yeah, yeah. But I've also got a lot of dads to go and see. A lot of guys went and see bad moms. Sure, and you could bring those back, and then the women who like bad moms as well come with the husbands. Look to watch at that! It. You have it all mapped up. Um, when do I start in Hollywood again? Uh, there's a bunch of. I mean, there's a few new releases. We already talked about Kevin Hart's movie. Yeah. Um, Max Steel comes out. Nobody knows what that is. Yeah, uh, that was originally boys. Originally, um, a vehicle for Taylor. Lautner, 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 Lautner. <laughs> um, and that then he left to I don't go even and know do who's Stetch. playing Max Steel now. Well, it's a guy who did um, Ant Party or Ant Patrol or something. I've never heard of him before. But basically, Taylor dropped out to go and do the Stretch Armstrong movie that never happened. Right. Um, and then so that kind of sat on the shelf. And this was completed two years ago, and it's just been sitting there to be released. And I, just I love that you like, are intimately familiar with the history. I had to of Max write a piece Steel. on it this week, but it's like, yeah. So I mean, then it's not expecting. It's one one point three. I think is expected to make this weekend, which I think is generous. One point three million. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you're getting these stats. I don't. Think I just make them up. I think it'll make more than one point three million because it's on like two thousand screens. Um, last I checked, but uh, could be mistaken. Mascots came out on Netflix. Christopher yeah. Guest new movie. I watched it last. What did night. you think? Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. It was okay. It has yeah. a few, you know, laughs here and there. It's 94 minutes. Felt a little long, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, I've a lot that... of the regulars aren't there. Eugene Levy, if yeah. I remember correctly. Uh, he wouldn't Catherine do O'Hare, Michael McKeon. Uh, again, it has, it has some fun laughs, and there's some pretty cool, you know, when you actually see the competition with all the mascots competing, yeah. there's some fun sequences. But, yeah, on the whole, it's, it's very minor, minor guest. Yeah, I mean, from what I've read so far, I'm, I'm intrigued to, to watch it this weekend. Um, I've heard there's lots of swings and misses. Swings and misses. Occasionally, oh, I saw that ball. tweet too. Yeah. Um, and then finally. But not, that's not the only tweet I've seen about it that says very similar things. 
finally this weekend, mm-hmm. we're going to end the show with a little discussion of the accountant. Let me ask you a question, Simon. Yes. Do you like puzzles? <laughs> um, you'd better if you'd like. If you want to, yeah. If you're going to get any enjoyment out of this movie, it's. A f- what did you think? Give me because we didn't talk after the screen. No, we so didn't. This is, this is raw. Um, Give me your hot take. Okay, I enjoyed it. Me too. Um, th- I think some audiences are going to be a little bit confused with the schizophrenia of what they're seeing in trailers and what they're going to see on the screen. Because for me, from the trailers, it's been sold as a kind of like a kick-ass Rain Man combo. Which it- where it's hard action. Which it almost kind of is, no? Yeah, but the film as a whole, it has a lot more... Sort of, it's more convoluted. It's more cerebral. There super, are lots it's of super convoluted. Yeah, and but which means it's it's the film itself is a more intelligent and more involved watch than just going in and watching Ben Affleck busting balls and doing maths, which I think the trailer kind of yes. sets it as. Yes, it and is a, a much more complicated story. Yes. Is a better, different, but better film than I think we've been sold in the trailers. Um, I really liked it. I love Ben Affleck. And many times I saw him he fighting with, with his blank face. And I was like, why didn't they make him the Terminator? Because <laughs> his kicking ass with a completely emotionless face would have been awesome. Ben Affleck as the Terminator is a fucking great idea. <laughs> I know. I know, right? I, I was going, fucking hell, he'd be a great Terminator. And I, I interviewed him at the, the premiere um, this week in LA. He's a big ass He's man. He's a huge He's dude. He's an yeah. imposing fellow. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, you'd be great. I did suggest to him that because they kind of have lots of storylines running alongside, which leave it open to doing potential sequels and spin-offs. And I said, now you've done The Accountant. I said, what about doing a string of other movies to tie into it? Kind of like a Justice League with people who do everyday jobs. So like the plumber, the realtor, um, the quantity surveyor, the uh, barista. He liked that idea. So we could see all these kick-ass oh, everyday jobs. <laughs> but I really liked it. I thought the cast was great to see John Lithgow. I love John Lithgow. Great oh. to see John J.K. Oh, Simmons. John Lithgow. Had a really nice he chat so with him. He was so wasted. Had a re- yeah, I know, but I, I, I just, I watch him in anything. He has nothing to do in this movie. It's a I really simple you. role for him, but I really liked Who it. Else? I, 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 every, I mean, I liked Anna Kendrick. Um, I thought they'd still, uh, my problem with her You're was You're naming the, fact, the wrong people, Simon. No, no, the, the person, the thing I had the problem with, with her part was the fact that they still had to shove in the comedic element, and I think she would have been, I would have liked to have seen her do straight drama. She occasionally got a few of the laughs. It's like, you know, he's awkward enough. Yeah. In the, socially awkward enough because he lacks interpersonal uh, communication skills. She makes things even more awkward. So I don't know. The, uh, you know, I, I didn't really love her work. Yeah. Or her character, the way it was conceived. I really like the dad. Yes. And the guy, and the, even the, the boy who played young Affleck. Yeah. I love the twist at the end, which we're not going to discuss. No. But the final twist. Not Did the, you see that twist coming? Uh, yeah. Well, just before, yes. I, yes. I guessed it about an hour in. Really? About an hour in. And my wife guessed a different ending. You're talking about the final twist. The final twist. Okay. Yes. There's a couple of good twists here. You know, the twist and where the... The, <laughs> the, twi- the, the twists um, redeem the movie. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. The and fir- they're not The first twists. half's a little slow. Yeah. The second half picks up, and, and even that, like, the stuff with um, the, the Treasury Department agent, though, I thought bogged the movie down. Cynthia Adai Robinson, she... I liked her, but I don't think that was the best written pass. 
um, a character. Yeah. Uh, like, if you were to, like, map out what this story is, like, about and all, like, the steps to the plot and yeah. things like that, you'd need a super, the, the world's longest dry erase board. Uh, it's a great cast, though. But I enjoyed it. Really yes. great cast. And J.K., like, when J.K. Simmons has to act, man. he delivers in his one big scene. Yeah. Like, they don't ask him to do much, but when they're like, okay, J.K., J- we really need you. This is why we cast you. Like, he steps I just, up. I literally, I love that guy. I interviewed him recently for Forbes, mm-hmm. and he's just... Great, and I interviewed him again this week for the at the premiere. He's just a little classes up every movie. I could talk to him for hours. I can't wait to see him. In he's Patriots an awesome guy. Day. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, all right, so that that'll kind of do it for the show. So what? accountant's going to be sixteen million apparently for the weekend. Kevin Hart oh, fifteen point two million. Re- wait, is and, that new? Yeah, this is uh, Box Office Mojo. Uh, looking at 16 for accountant. Kevin Hart fifteen point two, and Max Steel three point eight. So I was well under with my one million. Hmm. I don't think I think three point eight is wow. very Kevin Hart generous. at fifteen and, and account at sixteen is surprising. Yeah, I thought that there'd be a little bit more of a gap. Sequel: there. The Accountant and Kevin Hart. What now, The Accountant? <laughs> Count my numbers. Do the math, <laughs> Kevin Hart. Do the math. <laughs> no. That's quite a good Kevin Hart. I love actually. that. I love that. Do the math. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting silly now. Yeah. Uh, Let's wrap this up. Simon, where can the good folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at ShowbizSimon, uh, Instagram, at ShowbizSimon, and on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash this is Simon Thompson. And I'm at the Insnider all over the place on mm, Twitter, you Instagram. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge mess. <laughs> uh, the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And, and by the way, guys, check out, uh, follow... Give, give a like to Mashable Entertainment on, on Facebook, because we mm. do a lot of fun Facebook Lives. This week, uh, Josh Dickey, who co-hosted last week, uh, we did a crazy MTV show, The Almost Impossible Game Show, and mm-hmm. we were just doing terrible things to embarrass ourselves. So give that a look. Even if it's just to see Jeff in a leotard. Yeah, whatever whatever floats your boat, gang. And thank you, as always, for watching Meet yes, the Movie Press. We do you. appreciate your patronage. We do. Tell your friends. Have a great weekend, guys. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.